0: Yeah, I did. I nailed it. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. So glad that you're here. Yeah, I am. This is John Waller, people. Yeah, it is. This song he actually did about eight, nine years ago, right? It's called As For Me at My House. As for me.
2: This week, haven't we'll I? The Lord one king, we bow down as for me and my house, we will only serve the Lord. All
0: right, yeah, we will. Hey, hope you can share this out. Oh Nair. Hello there people. Like sheep we have all gone astray. We have yep. must
2: choose this day whom we will serve. And the lines are getting
0: Welcome to the show. Glad that you're here. Yeah, I am. Hey, you know what? I got seven hours of sleep last night compared to the five hours the two previous nights. So I'm feeling refreshed, people. Yeah, I am. Okay, so here's the thing. Oops. Wait a minute. <laughs> you're like, what? I don't care. Okay. Hey, today we have, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're going to do our Bible study in First Peter. But first, we're going to cover a couple of news stories. And um, I want to tell you about my guest that I'm having on tomorrow afternoon. And just a reminder, everybody, that this is the last week that we're doing the show every week, every day, I mean, just so you know, during the week. Uh, in fact, I've gotten a couple of messages with people asking me what the deal is. Why? Why are you, why are you, why are you canceling the show? How come you're not, you know, going to be on the show every day? And there's two answers to that. One is money. Two is family. I mean, that's the long and short of it. That's, it's really, I mean, one, I don't make enough money to keep doing this every day. Um, I, I can't, I need to make money to pay bills and stuff like that. And two is family. I need to take care of my dad. And yesterday, (laughs) give you an update first on dad yesterday, um, before the show, yeah, it was before the show, before the show, I, I, I am, I shared with you guys some stuff that, that went on. Um, and, uh, anyway, long story short, I went and I saw my dad last night cause Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday is when he's supposed to be getting a shower. And, uh, I showed up in the evening to, to watch, to make sure that he did get a shower and no one showed up to give him a shower. So yours truly did. Yeah, I did. And I didn't have a problem with it. Cause he's my dad after all. I'm going to take care of the old geezer cause he is my old geezer. Just so you know, he is. I actually call him that, so he doesn't, he doesn't mind. That's a term of endearment, people. Don't get upset. (laughs) Anyway, you know, and, it part of me was Hubert more than anything, because here I am, like, Florence Nightingale in disguise, you know. (laughs) I was like, okay, I got to look at my dad, you know, just saying. I got to look at his butt. I'm not real thrilled with that idea, but whatever. I've seen it before. And, uh. And, you know, I had gotten the, at least ordered the stuff you put on, you know, to to help seal and, you know, keep moisture out, you know, help, help bring healing. And, um, and so I'm waiting for the nurse to show up and I'm like, okay, well, all right, I'm just going down to the nurse's station. And I, I've noticed the nurses wear gloves. So I thought that's probably a good idea for me as well, that I should wear gloves. So I went down to the nurse's station. Of course, nobody's there, but there were some gloves sitting there on the desk. So I was like, okay, went and got some gloves, put them on. I walked back like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and, you know, and talked to my dad, you know, got him, got him in the shower, you know, everything. He was He was taking a bath, blah, blah. And then, you know, I got a good look at him took a picture so i could show some people at uh, pickleball <laughs> hey randall it was funny people today at pickleball were asking me how i was doing <laughs> and they and they're like how's your dad and i go you want to see <laughs> and i showed him a picture of his bud
2: really i did <laughs>
0: So funny! Every reaction was hilarious. <laughs> it was
1: like, oh, wow.
0: thank you for sharing. People were like, "I can't believe you just you, did that."
1: <laughs> you didn't warn them. You well, said, you I want to see.
0: I well, I I did, I did. I actually, I said, "Well, look, you want to see what's going on?"
1: <laughs> but that's what you said. Yes. You want to see what's going on?
0: <laughs> anyway, long story short, no nurse ever showed up. So, yes, I did. I applied the butt cream people, but I had a glove. Yeah, I did. And this morning, I called the corporate office where he's where he lives. I talked to the vice president over the whole, you know, eastern part of the country. Uh and then they put me in touch with the regional people. And I have a meeting on Friday with like three people to get some stuff in order. So, I I am uh hopeful. <laughs> I'm hoping that the new systems, Lord willing, these people put in place will help and be beneficial to my dad, which would be a good thing. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, I'm paying almost a thousand bucks a month for care, you know, and it's been crappy. Yeah. And, and you know, the worst part, or I don't know if it's worse or good, but they know they're fully aware. Uh, the corporate office is fully aware of the issue. So, I said, you know, I kind of like some compensation back for services I didn't get rendered. And they're like, we're going to do that for you because we don't want you to leave. And I mean, I did actually, I also went and visited a new facility to look at locally too because there's a whole bunch of them popping up around here. But anyway, all I would say, thank you all for caring about my dad. I will not show you his butt, just so you know. But uh, I did want you to know that, you know, I know that, you know, y'all care and I appreciate that a lot. Uh so there's that. Tomorrow my guest is Dr. Ralph Enloe Jr. and he wrote a book. And I think this is kind of a this is kind of fitting here to to go out on this, you know, everyday broadcast be, right before we get to our third day broadcast, 3 a day. Uh, he wrote a book called Servant of All, Reframing Greatness and Leadership Through the Teachings of Jesus. And, and I'm going to read you here what the little blurb is because it's not long. It says here, what did Jesus really mean when he said anyone who wants to be first must be the very last, and the servant of all? Servant leadership is commended. Uh, by popular leadership writers and scholars. However, much of the practical, theoretical, and even theological commentary on servant leadership doesn't do the Bible justice. In fact, it fails to account for the context and history of interpretation around this often quoted saying of Jesus this context has everything to do with a truly biblical understanding of servant leadership. And that's what servant of all unfolds in a culture where greatness is often confused with fame or competence. Servant of all is the much needed correction. This useful guide includes personal and group reflection questions, ideal for ministry training and discipleship. And the author is there info on here about the author? Of course not. Why would there be? Anyway, the doctor is a theologian. I will tell you that. But he'll be on this show. He'll be on the broadcast tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'll be interviewing him for the for the whole hour. Okay? Just so you know. And um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I don't do a lot of interviews anymore, you guys. And that's been on purpose. <clears throat> um, you know, and now that I'm going to go to three days a week, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, starting July 5th, um, which is still weird to say, but anyway, um, I will probably be doing fewer or maybe not. Who knows? You never know what God has in store. I really do. I know God's hand is on this, this switch, which is kind of scary a little bit. (laughs) I've been doing this show a long time every day. Uh, so it's going to be weird to have, you know, some extra time. Uh, but that is, you know, that is the interview that we're going to be, be doing tomorrow. So I hope you tune into that. Um, Because I don't just pick anybody on the show to come on the show. Um, And, you know, I I pick people that I think are really going to impact you. Hopefully they offer something solid biblically uh, or some type of encouragement. So keep that in mind, okay? All right. Also, uh, I was alerted by my church today that three Nashville churches hit by burglary and arson. Uh, this is a, 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 a an article coming out of the Baptist and Reflector. Is that really the name of it? Baptist and Reflector, telling the yeah. story of Tennessee Baptists since 1835. Well, I am, I guess, technically a Baptist because I am a member of a Baptist church. I can actually say that. But I don't wear the Baptist label. Usually I kind of see myself as just a simple follower of Christ, and that's about it. You guys know how simple I am, too. <laughs> some may say some may say, simple-minded. Uh, but anyway, it says here, in Nashville police are searching for a man who is suspected of breaking into three churches late Tuesday night and early Wednesday morning. The suspect stole several items and set small fires during the break-ins, which occurred at Priest Lake Community Baptist, Crevewood Baptist, and St. Ignatius Catholic Church, which is not a Baptist church, people. But, you know, they wanted to lump it in there. So don't be brightening me and telling me that's not a Baptist church. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, just so you know, I, I, I'm i aware. Anyway, <laughs> it says here, uh, both Priest Lake Community and Crevewood are Tennessee Baptist churches. It had to, like, you know, <laughs> Sean, that was funny. Sean said, repent and be Baptist. <laughs> was good i have to give that to you moochie yeah i do okay anyway wkrn reported that the first break-in happened at creedwood baptist church on hogan road around 11 p.m tuesday metro police said the back door of the church was uh forced open by the suspect who then went into a classroom set fire to a cabinet with papers inside according to wkrn report Right now, I have a mixture of anger, fear, and sadness in my body, Crevewood Baptist Church Pastor Ray P. Miller said in a statement posted on the church's Facebook page. I also have curiosity as to why our church and what would drive a person to do such a thing. The answer, of course, is sin in the sense that of the force in the world. If we take our lesson from Paul, grace then overwhelms sin. That's my prayer that God's grace and compassion would overwhelm the sin of this situation. Well, you don't hear that very often, do you? The priest like Community Baptist Church on Anderson Road was broken into just before midnight. Metro police reported the suspect threw a large rock through a glass door, dragged a trash can into the gymnasium, and lit a fire in it under some curtains. Okay. And it says here, less than two hours later, officers found a door smashed at the St. Ignatius of Antioch Church on Bell Road. The officers found a small fire inside the building and firefighters were, were able to bring it under control. WKRN reported, Metro Police reported, the suspect broke the glass of the front door and took two flat screen TVs, among other things, before he set a fire in the small hallway. In the post on the Crevewood Facebook page, Miller said he received a text message at about 9.45 last night, alerting him to the situation. Miller, who is currently in Houston, said he was shocked, saddened, and felt our safety violated by the news. Felt our safety violated by the news. Gotcha. That was an awkward sentence, people, but yes, I understand there was no comma or something there. Just kind of odd. Whoever wrote that should have reread it. Just saying. (laughs) Yes, we need to feel... What we need to feel, he added in the post, we need to submit these feelings to God and ask that God's grace would move into the center of our lives. There you go. Well, as you know, it is a sin sick, fallen world, and it's never an accident when a church is targeted, just so you know. And believe it or not, you guys, there have been a lot of churches targeted in America, um, with arson with terrorist attacks and some many of them don't go reported like they don't they get like maybe a little blip on the screen with 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 news but most of them don't and um that's kind of sad really if you think about it all right so that's my news the other thing though is i have a bible question and i don't know if my friend here my my big sister is watching or not but my sister gave me a question today let's see here she might not be watching. But if you are watching, then this is for you, girlfriend. Okay. So the question that came in today is uh this is a question I and Bareface, you can weigh in on this. The question is I've heard many preachers say if you haven't repented, you are not saved. What does that mean? So, I have my my, you know, I could answer that. Um and then do you want to weigh in or should you just weigh in and then I can concur with you?
1: Well, however you want to do it. I mean, this is your show, so Okay. I'm Well, I'm sure we'll say pretty much the same thing.
0: Probably. So. Cuz we are one people. Yeah, we are. I have the hair in the family, though. Yeah. Randall. he's like Mr. Stuffy Pants, generally speaking. Yeah, he is. He's like Snoozeville often. <laughs> There's this couple at Pickleball. Don't worry, I'm going to get to the question. <laughs> have you ever observed married couples? Like, like, couples who've been married for decades, you know, like decades. Well, me and Randall have known each other almost three long decades, right? Been married almost three decades. Three, right? Three long years, I mean thirty thirty long years, almost thirty, so we've been married almost thirty years it's it'll be twenty seven okay well, anyway, there's this couple at Pickleball, and the husband is this tall, jovial man, he's just very jovial, he's my you know you could see the joy bubbling up from him he's a tall, jovial man, and his wife is shorter, of course, but more serious, but I think she's got a wicked sense of humor about her, you know. And, and I was, I was playing pickleball with them today and, and, uh, the man was mocking me. Yeah, he was. He, he mocked pretty much every shot I made and, and he, he didn't applaud the good ones, but he, then he mocked it when I missed, which, you know, I understand. That's fine. I didn't mind. Um, but I was thinking, I bet you that marriage has been fun because They've been married like almost fifty years, that couple, and I'm like, dang, I'm almost I mean, I am fifty. They've been married like my whole life. So see, I understand when I make fun of Bearface, you know, I I know what I'm talking about. You know, some of you out there, you think you know Bearface, but you really don't. You just see this part, you know, the the little stuffy part of him, you know, the the stuffy boring part. You know, but he he is actually sort of funny, kinda yeah, he's definitely good looking. Though, I'll tell you that for sure right now, and he's finally wearing my birthday present that I got him for his big fifty fifth birthday. yeah, you should stand up and show everybody.
1: <laughs> I've got a dog in my lap, but oh, uh,
0: well hold the dog up, is it Grover? yeah,
1: let's do this
0: see look at that vintage nineteen sixty four yeah That's what he got for turning 55. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Back to the Bible question. Okay. So here's the question. The question is, uh, some preachers say, if you haven't repented, you are not saved. What does that mean? Okay. So what it means is, in my opinion, is that it means that the pastor believes that in order to get saved, you have to repent first and i understand where they're coming from but the but actually and this is kind of a deep theological thingy if you think about it the bible says that we're saved by grace not of works that any man should boast right so the question is then and by the way that's in ephesians 2 8 9 2 8 and 9. so the question is is the act of repentance a work That's the deep theological question, right? So is me repenting actually in a work? Well, then it goes on to say, it talks about in the Gospels, repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins. Right? Okay. Well, so what is it? Are we saved by grace or do we repent and get baptized for the remission of our sins? As I believe it was John the Baptist who was the voice crying out in the wilderness, you know, said. So... Um Bearface, what do you think?
1: I think it was Peter. Peter. In Acts chapter two, who what said do I know? repent and but also
0: I thought it was John.
1: Uh John, I believe said repent um and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um or the times of refreshing may come. Um, I had it up here a moment ago. But
0: so, do you have to repent? In repent, order to say for the
1: kingdom it's... of heaven has come. Was was um?
0: That's the question, though.
1: So, well, yes. I mean, it begins with repentance. I mean, Mark records that the first words of Yeshua of Jesus, he feels fit to record, are "Repent, right? You know, and believe in the gospel." You know, but is repentance a work? No, it's not. Uh, if we look at the Going to go all Greek on you here. Go ahead, Koine be Greek. Greek, Mr. The, the word. They are
0: part Jewish. It's okay. The, the
1: word, well, because the New Testament is written in Koine Greek, the word there is metanoia. Meta prefix means change. We talk about metamorphosis, a change of form. So meta is change. Noia uh, deals with, with the mind and knowing. And so metanoia is a change of mind a change of thinking, a change so the idea in, in the Greek is changing your mind about sin. Repent. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well yeah, this is sin and I you know, this is no longer gratifying and and all okay. This puts me in danger, you know, this separates me from God and puts me in danger of hellfire and and you know that's not adding anything to my life you know, as Paul writes to the Romans, he says, what fruit did you have in those things of which you are now ashamed? Then, you know, the, the sinful uh, sinful practices aren't fruitful. They may be gratifying and entertaining, but they're not fruitful. Um, anyway, so yes, it has to begin repentance. If you don't change your mind about sin, the way that you've been living then you don't see a need for a savior. I mean, if you don't recognize sin for what it is, uh, damaging to your relationship with God and <clears throat> and you know that you are by nature a child of wrath. Right. Um, People but, don't
0: like hearing that, though.
1: Well, <laughs> you know.
0: <clears throat> they don't like hearing the wrath part. Yeah,
1: well, Romans chapter 2, or really one, the end of chapter 1, and going into chapter 2, you know, at the end of chapter one, it's not just, it's not just, uh, um uh, sexual anarchy, you know, and sexual morality. There's all sorts of things listed there, you know, greed and covetousness, blah, 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 and fits of anger, all these things. And we're told that, uh, we should be where it is the goodness of God or the kindness of God that leads right. us to repentance, right. and those things those other things have to come first. You have to be aware that all these things are you know uh prevent fellowship with God, and it 's the kindness of God and realize, oh I really am a wretch, you know mm-hmm. amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me that i 'm i 'm not only you know um deserving of death for the things I've done, but, you know, taking pleasure in those that do them is, is like, doubly worthy of death. And so, but, yeah, you know, hard. while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's that's the goodness of God right there. Rather than just saying, well, this lot, you know, of humanity is okay. worthless children of wrath. So, so yes, there is their salvation... Uh, receiving Christ um, and re- accepting His, you know, atoning death begins with repentance, metanoia, to to realize there is that need.
0: Okay. So June asks, "Did the thief on the cross repent?" Well, yes. <clears throat> there's two. There were two thieves on the cross. Mm-hmm. Okay. So.
1: <laughs> or malefactors. I like to... <clears> the.
0: <throat> yeah. Um... They were
1: criminals. The.
0: Well, one didn't, obviously, but the one that Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise, clearly Mm. did, because otherwise the Lord wouldn't have said that to him.
1: Yeah. And what were his words to the other criminal? I don't remember. He says, do you not fear this, you know, depending on your English translation, but do you not fear God? We are suffering justly for what we've done, but this man is, you know, is innocent. Right. And so he recognized, obviously, that he was getting what he deserved and realized that the only hope for him was mercy and grace. He was already getting what he deserved, and he recognized that. That was a right view of sin. Uh, We're getting what we deserved. And then he says, you know, remember me, Lord, when you come into your kingdom.
0: Yeah, let's just talk about sin just for a mere moment, because... Cause you know, we
1: can we and can't. should. We should.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how I'm in sales, right? I'm, I am a direct sales person. I'm yeah, not, a, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but Legal Shield is a direct selling company. And it's interesting because, uh, I've learned a lot about people. I've learned about myself. Yeah, I have. Hey, I've gone through a lot of therapy. I learned a lot about myself in therapy. Tell you what, you learn a lot more being a salesperson. <laughs> and one thing you learn is how sinful you really are, people. Just so you know, uh, because 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 um, the idea of 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 selling something, like Vicky always says, if you're selling, if if you're not selling to serve, then you're doing it the wrong way. But if you're selling to serve then you're, then you, you are, you know, if your focus is to serve whoever it is you're selling your product or service to, then you're doing it right. But if you're just selling to make a a quick buck, it's, it's different, right? Right. That's why these, the idea of the slimy car sales person, we all, we hate it. Yeah, we can't, yeah. Because we know that they're going to get a thing or the slimy real estate agent, you know, we know that they're going to get a big fat commission check. (laughs) They don't really care if we like the house or not. They'll just get us in there. And it's really sad that that perception is there, but it is, right? Or me with assisted living, Really? (laughs) I mean, don't even get me started there. Um, But I was thinking about this, you know, in examining my own heart, right? Because I interact with a lot of people online and offline. Um, I am a people magnet. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Am I? Yeah, (laughs) yes. Anyway, and and there are some people that lie right into your face. I mean, they will lie like a dirty rug, as somebody once said. I love that, by the way. I think that's kind of fun. Um, I don't like it when people lie like a dirty rug, but whatever. Um, And then there are other people who are like genuinely, truly interested in being honest with you, but they are mature enough to just tell you, yeah, this isn't really for me, you know, or maybe in a month or two or whatever. So, and I was thinking about it and I was thinking, isn't it interesting how other people's sin, well, actually our sin, all of our sins, because I sin all the time, directly impacts everybody else. And, you know, I once heard a, a message at Vineyard many years ago where, um, where the pastor made that comment. He basically said, you know, your sin, your sin will impact somebody else, whether or not you want to admit it or not. You might be thinking something or, or doing something in secret, or you might mean something, blah, blah somehow it will impact somebody else. And I mean, and I can tell you this right now because there's two people who have blatantly sinned against me in the last month and their words have impacted me financially because of their lives. Basically, I'm just, I'll put it that way, you know? And I was, so I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, interesting how, how that works. <laughs> And so it's like, it's a, it's a challenge to look at sin as ugly, you know, cause it is people, it is ugly. It's completely ugly. Uh, and yet it's so glorified in our culture, you know, completely glorified. We look at things and, and, you know, immorality just as a, a blanket, you know, sin overall. Uh, somebody mentioned Galatians five nineteen which says Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, goes on to say, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variances, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revel revelings, and such like of of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The sad part is It's when it's a disciple or a believer, somebody who has the label Christian, and they're doing it to you, you know? I mean, that's really the sad thing, but people don't want to hear, well, hey, if you do this, guess what, bucko? You are not going to inherit the kingdom of God, and yet that's the biggest deception of our day, especially when it comes to sexual uh, immorality, whether it's adultery, homosexuality, or any that fall under that banner whatsoever. Um... It's a tragedy that there is not the seriousness of that sin and the consequence of that sin. In fact, here's the the other layer to that, as I was thinking about it, is the actual consequence. Why do people lie, just as an example? Well, I think some people lie, white lies, because they are people who... They they don't have the guts to just be honest. You know they're younger, they're immature, whatever. They don't know any better, right? Oh, they don't want to hurt your feelings, really? Okay, so in the long run, you hurt my my bottom line. You know what I mean? Or something even greater. In some cases, it can be somebody's health. I mean, you know what? I don't do it. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I look at my dog Tug every day, and every day my dog Tug. At feeding time, Grover's bowl is over here. Tuggy Bear's bowl is over here. Tug eats his food first. Grover eats most of his food, but always leaves a crumb or two, or sometimes half of it, because he doesn't care about food that much. He just eats what he, he's like, whatever. But Tug, he's the perfect culprit. He's perfect illustration of a sinner. Because what he'll do, (laughs) seriously, is he he I'll sit there on the couch, looking into the kitchen, and Tug does this. He looks down, he he scrunches down like this, like, is anybody seeing me here? And then he creeps slowly closer to the bowl, and I'll go, stop it! <laughs> It'll go like this. <laughs> and some days I'll let him in, but other days, it's just fun to watch him walk around the house, walk around the whole kitchen, and then he'll pace back and forth, and he'll look up at me, and then he'll be can I go get it now? She isn't looking. I don't think she's looking. But he's so stinking obvious with it. It's so funny. Randall can attest. Yeah, you can. It's your dog after all.
1: I don't think so much he's trying to hide. Is just to see if that's will get he away does. with it.
0: It's, if you ever follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me post a picture of Tuggy Bear seeking out the sin, you know, it's spying like... out the food. So he's like, Yeah. He is. Well, anyway, all that. Let's let's not forget my main point. So my main point is...
1: What that, is your main point?
0: Well, that your sin can find you out, but your oh. sin can also really impact somebody else. Oh, definitely. I'd... And, you know, I mean, I think about Craig Butthead that we hired six years ago mm-hmm. to do construction work here, a oh. believer, you know, who put us in a oh. really bad financial situation, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and all that. So it's it's like... Not caring about anybody but themselves. And the that's whole... the
1: nature of sin. It's right. selfish. It's yeah, it's about me, myself, and I.
0: Yeah, and that's.
1: But none of us lives, you know. That's it's an island, lives yeah. to itself. Right. So most of the things we do. Uh, just, just one more thing. Uh, gosh, it's more than half past the hour. I know, but don't in, worry. Uh, just one more thing. Okay. I've heard uh Protestants often complain about a crucifix in a Catholic church, in a Roman Catholic church, saying, Well, you know, they've they had Jesus up there on the cross and and you know, he's he's off the cross, he's resurrected and that you know, I they like to have the empty cross because, you know, the the tomb is empty, yeah, and it should be on the cross. But I think it's I think sometimes it's good, especially if portrayed accurately, which it usually isn't, but like Mel Gibson's movie, you know, The Passion. And and it's good to see that because the scripture tells us that God made him who knew no sin to become sin for us. And if you want to know what sin is, how ugly sin is, look at what happened to our Savior. Yep. The beating and the bruising and the...
0: Well, and that's that's kind of where I was coming back to that point. if sin if sin, is, if, if sin is not bad, then why did Jesus die? Why did he willingly die and be put through all the stuff he went through? I mean seriously, you know So it's going back to the idea of being a salesperson, for me, it's been, okay, look, I understand how great you know my service is, but I'm not going to push it on people. Uh, I'm not going to be a manipulator or try to tell people, if you don't get this, then you're going to hell. You know, (laughs) what would that, how would that help anybody? Just saying. Uh, I mean, technically you could kind of say you go to probate hell if you don't have a will. (laughs) In fact, I'm actually, I actually talked to somebody not too long ago. They were telling me three years in probate. Three years. That's a long time, people. Anyway, well, speaking of that, let's just get you know our sponsor. Let's thank them, and then let's let's go into our word um, after the fact. Okay, so Camp Shoshana is coming up really soon, you guys. There's still time to to get involved with camp if you want. Uh, go to campshoshana.com. This is Ariel's Messianic School of Jewish Studies, as you guys know. And, um, hey, I really hope and pray that some of you could go to this. I really do because I think it would really enhance your spiritual life for sure. And um, it's well worth the investment. And I, let me use that word investment. You know, often people say that they can't spend whatever it is to do whatever it is that they need to do. Especially in business. Well, I can't spend $100 to go to this business conference because, you know, it costs 100 bucks. But you're forgetting that this is an investment in your business, right? I mean... That going to that conference could encourage you, it could equip you way more worth than a hundred bucks. So you should invest it and it's a business write-off on top of it. It's no different going to this, to, to Camp Shoshana. The spiritual fruit from that, I, I guarantee you, will change your spiritual walk. I only know that because I've gone through the highlights of the life of Christ from a Messianic Jewish perspective. It changed my life, changed my Christian walk Completely. Uh, well worth the investment. So you check out that. learn more over at Ariel.org uh, where you can save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible news on other Bible study material, uh, including the first Peter and Second Peter Bible studies uh, that I highly recommend getting. I mean just reading that stuff will build you up uh, and, and you know just so just do it. make the investment. It's definitely worth it. Uh, also pillars of the community. You know, if you want to become a pillar of the community, I hope those of you who are currently pillars don't stop being pillars just because we're cutting back to three <laughs> three days a week. I hope you continue with your support. I really hope so. Uh, but if you'd like, you know, you could you could donate over at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. You know, you can, we accept PayPal, credit cards, checks. If you want to send something in the mail, the address is there on our website. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. What? Okay. Anyway, and then uh, last but not least, LegalShield. You guys know that I am a huge advocate for it. It's a great product. Unlimited access to an attorney for under $25 a month. Just saying, people, you know, rich people have access to attorneys that cost them way more than that. And and I will share with you a story I heard yesterday when I was on one of my training calls. One of my friends shared a story about how uh, a woman was called to jury duty and she was serving on the jury. Um, and uh, the the case was triggering her emotionally because it was, I, I guess, something violent. Something happened in this case. But anyway, long story short, the woman... Uh, was suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and went up to the bailiff and said, hey, you know, I cannot, I can't be in here. This is triggering me. I can't, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I'm having a panic attack. Can I be dismissed? And the bailiff said, no, you can't. And she's like, no, you don't understand. I went through this. I can't, this is like, I'm, I can't breathe. I'm having a panic attack. I mean, she was really, really, really upset. So they gave her a couple minutes. She went out she got on her phone cuz she was a legal shield member she tapped the legal shield app called her attorney law firm actually she called the emergency number which you have 24/7 access got an attorney within 5 minutes that that attorney was calling the judge that was actually in that courtroom that judge got called out and uh the judge dismissed her now imagine if she didn't have that membership you know the poor woman would have been traumatized by 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 being there you know and you're like well well that doesn't happen to everybody well maybe maybe it doesn't but that's not the point the point is is that with legal shield you have power in the palm of your hand not only for unlimited access to your law firm but you get your will done you get your your advanced directives done you get your power financial medical You know, advance directives done, your power of attorney, all that stuff. You get your will done. Wills cost thousands of dollars, you guys. They do. I've talked to a number of people I've signed up. They know. That's why they're like, hey, I'm on this. Um, Plus, if you get a ticket, you can tap the app. And here's the thing. In Tennessee, I don't know what your law is in uh, the other states where where you're at, but I will tell you, in Tennessee, July 1st, there's going to be a brand new law and it's going to be like you cannot, as a driver, even have a cell phone in your hand. As a driver in Tennessee, you know what? You know what's going to happen in Tennessee? The first strike is a fifty-dollar ticket. If a, if you get arrested, if they do it, they're going to give a grace period. They said, but fifty-dollar ticket, first strike out. You know, if you get a ticket, now, okay, well, I'm not going to get a ticket. I'm great, really. <laughs> doesn't matter. What if somebody hits you? You know, you, you can tap the app and call the attorney after somebody hits you, you put the attorney on the phone and hand it to the cop to help you out. I mean, the thing is here that the point is, is that you're better off with a lawyer on your side than without a lawyer and you can get a whole firm for under 25 bucks a month. Okay. And so for that reason, it's worth getting, but here's the other thing. We actually just upgraded our ID Shield membership. Here's the thing. You guys, if you are already an ID Shield member, if you're already one of my members, your service that you paid for whenever you signed up was upgraded. When you signed up, you had a $5 million service guarantee. Now it's unlimited. So you have unlimited now. Also, you have a $25,000 insurance policy that was put on your thing for doing absolutely nothing, and they monitor 18 more things than they did when you signed up. Now, however, we have ID Shield 3, it's also known as PLUS, where you get all three credit bureaus monitored, plus the 18 new things, and a $1 million insurance policy on your thing, and it's just for $5 more, right? It rocks. We're the only people in the identity theft protection world that does that. Okay? So it's silly to not upgrade for that. I mean, (laughs) it's just silly not to upgrade if if you're already one of my members. But here's the thing. If you're not one of my members, you could still sign up. And I need you guys to sign up this month. I really do. Because I I am this close to meeting my goal. But even more so, you guys, this product is worth it. I mean, I, I make... That and, you know, I love the product. So here's the deal. If you want to sign up, then please get in touch with me. Go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ or contact me directly as soon as possible. There's four days left of this month. I have, (laughs) I have very limited time and I'm not going to go into all the reasons or how the consequences will hit me if I don't meet my goals, but it will not be good. I'll just say that. Uh, It will not be good people, but won't be good for you is if you get something that happens to you and you don't have the help that we can provide for that much money. Just saying. So go ahead and check me out. Okay. Bitly forward slash LOJ 2019. <laughs> All right. bareface giving, giving me subtle messages. <laughs> okay. So we're going to go ahead now and dip into, um, we're going to dip into first Peter. We might as, we should make this a two hour show.
1: Yeah. Not today. But... Not
0: today. Do you have a meeting after this?
1: Um, something going on. I don't remember. I have to look at my calendar.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right, people. All right. So there you have it. Uh, and by the way, I also mentioned just one last thing. I mentioned at the beginning of the month, if you sign up this month with anything with me, I'm going to give you 20% back on your first month's purchase, by the way. Okay. That That is still going until the end of this month. It will not go next month. I guarantee that. Okay. There you go. I'm done. Right. Okay, Bareface, you take it over.
1: All right. Well, we're in First Peter chapter two still, and uh, I believe we left off in verse eighteen. Um, did you make a note of that?
0: I did. Let me look it up. I'm waiting right. for my calendar. It's bouncing right now.
1: All right.
0: <clears throat> um, no, we left off at verse um. I didn't write it down. So, yeah, okay. probably verse 18. All right. <laughs> I wrote it down the week before. Hmm.
1: All right. Well, uh,
0: can you believe that?
1: Yeah. Well, let's ask for guidance as we get into it. Okay. This is after all the word of God, and so uh. God's guidance would be good. Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, uh, this word that you preserved throughout the ages for our instruction, our equipping, Uh, For every good work uh, We just ask that you would give us The eyes to see and the ears to hear Spirits receptive to your spirit That we might uh, receive all that you have for us We offer ourselves in this time to you To use as you will for our good, your glory We ask in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah Amen All right. So,
0: wait. There's some questions that came in. Hold on a minute. Okay. Okay. Daniel said hi. Hi.
1: That's not a question.
0: I know. Wait. Hold on a minute. And then there's another comment. That says, "I see why you're, why, you both are so much loved here." Oh. Aw. Well. Hey, June. we try trying to be loving. You know what I mean? I think a couple people sometimes want to hit me though. But that's okay. Bygones. All right, go ahead.
1: All right. Picking us back here. Okay. All right. You're still on screen, just so you know.
0: Good, I won't pick my nose then. Darn it, I was kind of hoping to.
1: All right. All right, so... (sighs) That
0: was a joke, people.
1: Uh, Peter continues to give instruction to these Messianic Jews who have been... uh, basically exiled from their homeland in know, due to persecution uh, from their own countrymen uh, as well as their own kinsmen, according to Flesh, anyway. And, and so they've gone to, they've been dispersed through the Mediterranean world, and chapter 1, verse 1 gives us a list of those places, those Roman provinces where these people have fled, and he's writing to them. So here in chapter 2, um, with, well not going to give the whole summary but at this point he's given instructions on conduct as they are in these foreign places you know these strangers in a strange land uh, how they ought to conduct themselves because um you know they are witnesses uh, for the kingdom of god for the messianic kingdom as followers of messiah and so picking up with that theme in verse 18 we have uh and this is the new american standard bible because it's stacy's favorite um uh, it's true this servants be submissive to your masters with all respect not only those who are good and gentle but also those who are unreasonable and and the word for servants here, notice, like before, it talks about being bond slaves. Uh, douloi in the Greek—that's uh, someone serving, you know, willfully after being an indentured servant. The idea is, um, you know, being uh, voluntary. Hey, barefaced, look up. Yeah.
0: Go ahead, look up.
1: Okay. Looking up.
0: Like you got—you got to turn your head like like that. Why? Because I want to do the Brady Bunch thing. See, we're in boxes. Oh, I, I
1: didn't know what you were doing. I'm, like, I'm looking up. I'm looking at the camera. You wanted me to do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. I'm sorry. See, this is how I really am in person Bible studies as well, just so you know. Anyway.
1: Yeah, anyway.
0: Um. Hey, Annie. Thank you for coming in.
1: Anyway, the translators did well here servants is a different word that's oiketai in the greek from the word oikos which means house and oiketai is plural uh for the type of service but um um oik oiketen, i'm trying to think what the singular would be anyway but but it's talking about uh household servants those who You know, think about butler, you know, or or maid or something like that in sort of more modern times. Someone who's a household servant, usually, uh, um, you know, someone attached to a household. Uh, But they're a servant. They're not, it's not like doulas where it says voluntary service. They're slaves, but someone who would, instead of being, you know, working for the the mining company, you know, you're out there in the mines, this is someone working in the house and close to, you know, the, the householder, Um, and if you're familiar with the Roman world, I'm not old enough to first know it experientially, but things I've read, just kind of how things were with, there wasn't many, there weren't many householders, and those, you know, the words were kind of more wealthy anyway and so a a large percentage of the population like 50 percent or more in the time of the roman empire especially this time were servants to they made their living by being servants of you know some wealthier person anyway so speaking to those household servants those maids those butlers the the housekeepers the you know whatever (laughs) Uh, he says, be submissive to your masters with all respect, not only to who are good and gentle. And, and and the word good there is, I read the description as being one of the most colorless uh, adjectives in Greek. It's just like English cool. You know, he's cool. It doesn't, when I say good, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, righteous. or You know, but they're good. I mean, he's cool. <laughs> as compared to the next one, once we get into so those who are good and gentle. You know, they're they're not psychopaths or anything like the next, but also to those who are unreasonable. And uh, i trying to think of the actual word, but it comes from the root uh, uh, scolio, which we talk about scoliosis. It means crooked, means perverse. So warped, you know. None of those who are too cool, you know, it's cool to work for, but also those who are wicked and (laughs) perverse are just cruel you know they're like they're crooked they're like something's wrong with that yeah yeah but but be submissive with all respect it's like what the heck yeah what the, the heck you know cool and gentle um um you know what's the deal why well verse 19 for this finds favor if for the sake of conscience toward god a man bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly, yeah um, you know it's not about uh, your your rights or your whatever you know, or making a statement or well, it is making a statement, but it's for the sake of conscience toward God, uh, whether whatever someone might see from the outside, the reason he's saying to be submissive to your masters with all respect is is for conscience toward God. You know, and so, and why is that? You know, good conscience toward God. Well, you know, if if a man bears up under sorrows, or woman, you know, the the servant, her master bears up under sorrows when suffering unjustly. For, why? Well, for what credit is there if, when you sin and are harshly treated, you endure it with patience? I mean, if you screw up, you steal from the master or, <laughs> or, you know, take it into, you know, modern context, your employee somewhere, because, you know, this idea that, uh, your employer owes you something, you know, or it's okay to steal these office supplies or whatever because you work hard enough or, or, you know, you come in late or whatever and, and you get busted and you get a hard time. but if you take it patiently, well, okay, what, what, credit is, <laughs> well, Hats you know, off to you. You
0: know what the irony is though? Uh, and this is this is something, and I I'm speaking to this kind of as a um just aware of what the culture does, you know. It, it like with Jussie Smollett, who we talked about yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the victim in all this. You know. <laughs> Woe well, is me, you know, you know, that type of stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know he's the victim, but he's really the one that actually committed the crime. Right. You know, and yet he sees he gets the sympathy, and those who are the real perpetrators then don't get the punishment that they should get.
2: Mm.
0: You know, they they make the the victims punished more because you know how dare you stand up for yourself because mm. because of that and you're seen you're seen as a bad person if you try to get justice.
1: Yeah. Now, now, yeah, there's a difference when it comes to legal matters and and that sort of thing. This is specifically speaking to Oiketai, those household servants. Mm-hmm. They're like Alice on the poor. Brady Bunch. Exactly. That's what They're... Melanie said. Yeah, exactly. So...
0: Alex was a believer. You know that, right? Yeah. Ann B. Davis. Mm-hmm. She's now with God.
1: Yes. Lucky her. I know. But so if... If basically you're busted, you're treated harshly when you do wrong, but you take it. I'm in stride. Well, you know, I can take this. Whoop-de-do, get what when you serve. But if when you do what is right and you suffer for it, well, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna steal in this case. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna cheat. You know, my master wants me to you know, steal from this person or lie about this or, you know, see, I'm, you know, I'm not going to do it. Wow. You know, you're going to ruin my business, ruin my, you know, you get, if you suffer for doing right and patiently do it, then this finds favor with God. Well, is God into like some kind of, is some sort of masochist? Why, why does it find favor with God? You know, why I mean, you're obviously not going to, you're not finding favor with your master and you may not find favor with worldly people, but suffering for what is right, in patiently enduring that finds favor with God. Well, this is, I like that they put this next heading in here. And I want to, before we get there, I want to go back, you know, this, this is being servants. Again, that's a different position than some sort of legal matter or political matter. Oh my goodness. 459. I think of when Paul was arrested, you know, and his companions put in jail, and then they were beaten wrongfully, and then, and then the the magistrates find out and say, "Oh, these guys are Roman citizens." We've been, and they send a message to, "Well, let let these guys go, hush hush, and we'll pretend this never happened." And, Paul, and Paul's like, nope. <laughs> no, don't think so. Uh, You're gonna I have us beaten publicly." And, and you know, shame publicly, and then you're going to miss, dismiss us quietly? No, you come down here our, yourselves and let us out. You know, we want a public apology, basically. And,
0: and you know, Paul had a lot of but didn't he?
1: Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's, there's not. that's a That's a different situation. That's a different dynamic.
0: Yeah. But my them. my point was that even, even though it's not the context of what you're talking mm-hmm. about, it is something to be aware of that at least in our culture that often the victim is re really victimized
2: mm.
0: compared to, you know, the criminals that they, they do the crime, but you know, like, you know, like if you stand up for yourself, then people will like bully you. Like uh, that you're a, you're a B word. Really? Okay. Mm. So why is it when a man stands up for himself? You know.
1: You're not picking up very well. Why is it when a man go. stands up for himself, he's you don't like, have to lean forward. He's like to a macho guy. Microphone you know? closer to your mouth.
0: But when a woman does, she's the B word. You know, why is that? That really bugs me. That should be a free for all Friday question.
1: Hmm, I don't know about that, but why not? No, I don't know if a woman is perceived as being a B word. When
0: uh, she... yeah. Put a one if you agree with me, that if a tu- if a woman stands up for herself and actually, you know, tries to get stuff done and she defends herself, she is considered the B word by a lot of people.
1: Yeah, would be is. by me.
0: Well, not you, because you're a sweet, sweet man. Yeah, you are. And you're super cute and hot and wonderful. Oh, you're the most wonderful human being on the planet. You're my favorite, just so you know. Anyway, um... <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm I'm a you know See, I admire even, femininity, I, but every, that doesn't mean being every, a jellyfish. They're or, all
0: agreeing with me. Just so, saying, hmm. and it's really true because because of um, you know powerful women. They actually, I know I said actually, there's a woman I got to look up her name. I forgot it, but I was going through some TED talks recently. I'm making a point here. I was going through some TED talks and I was watching this. Uh, TED talk that this woman did who is this powerful vice president of, I think it was, was it Apple? I think it might have been Apple. It was Blueberry. I think that's what it was. Blackberry? No, I think it was Blueberry. Blueberry?
1: Don't know what that is.
0: Well, anyway, whatever. Anyway, I'll have to look it up. But I was listening to this woman. She gave a speech, she gave a TED talk. And the interesting thing about it was that she was underestimated. They were asking her how come she um you know she it was shocking to some people that this woman made this company so successful like into the billions of dollars with her marketing expertise and stuff. And she basically came back and she said, "Well, the reason why" is because I use both sides of my brain. She didn't say it this way, but it's basically what she was saying. She was basically saying, because I'm an empath and I am, you know, analytical, you know, she she knows how to connect the right side of her brain with the left side, which is what women do, by the way. We use both sides of our brain. Men like compartmentalize, and that's not a joke. It's the truth. Men have I do not I don't I'm not thinking about anything box. Women are like, How can you not think about anything? <laughs> True story. Uh and it's kinda like, You're lying to me. I used to think bareface was like full of baloney. That's not the word I'm gonna you know, full of you know, full of poo poo. When he would tell me he wasn't thinking about anything, and I was like you're such you you're not telling me the truth. You're lying like a dirty rug, man. Yeah, you are. How could you not think about anything? I don't know. I'm just thinking about anything. And I'm like, "How can you not think about anything? It's just not possible." And he's like, "I'm not thinking about anything." I'm like, "How? How is that possible? You're not thinking about anything." And he's like, "He isn't." I'm like, "I don't get it." Until my therapist explained to me that men and women have different brains, which then tells Very you good thing. if <laughs> So a transgender individual, you really know what sex they are because if a man transitions to become a woman, that man will be able to not think about anything, even Mm -hmm. though he's pretending to be a woman because of his brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it's called zoning out. Well, no, there's a difference between that and not thinking about anything.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: But you're a guy, Sean, the pawn, the Mm -hmm. leprechaun. That's why I used Mm -hmm. to call my brother Sean. He hated that, by the way. You I have to call something different. Oh, there's Bob. Ugh. Bob has come back into the room. Hey, everybody. Bob is here. <laughs> ah, okay. Anyway,
1: well, there's a huge difference between a woman or any person standing up for righteousness. True. Versus standing up for their own comfort, their own selfish, you know. <laughs> You know, if if a woman or a man says, uh, you know, ooh, take that away. I don't like that color or whatever. Just that's... And then I think, well, yeah, then they're being difficult. But if, you know, if it's a... But hey, you know. <laughs> you know my friend here is being ignored or being whatever. That's... that's yeah, anyway. Might take... Should we... Should we continue with this? or? Well,
0: our sure show's over.
1: I know, so what do you want to do?
0: I don't know. How far do we got to go?
1: Uh, b- about five verses.
0: How long will it take to do five verses?
1: Well, you know me, probably I don't, I don't probably have... 50 minutes. I don't about 10 anything. minutes of verse.
0: <laughs> I don't care. If you want to go longer, I'm good. I, if, I'm... if you don't, do you want us to go longer? Audience... People in the audience, tell us what you want.
1: Audience poll.
0: Audience poll. Put a three if you want us to continue. Put a four if you're like, forget you. Okay, Sean said go for it. Didn't follow directions as always, but whatever. That's okay. Three. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Bob says continue, people. Well, he didn't say people, but he said continue. Melanie says thumbs up. Mia says three okay, I think they want us to continue. So far it's unanimous. All right. Yeah it is.
1: Just uh, looking at things here. All right. Though I've got stuff to do. There isn't a timestamp on any of them, so really my schedule's flexible.
0: By the way Just in case you didn't know, Bareface is a video creation expert. If you you don't happen to know what he does, Chapel Hill Media is his actual business. Yeah, it is. I'm co-owner. I'm the secret sauce behind the screen. You know, seriously, I mean, I, I give him all the feedback he wants. He's like, what oh. do you think of this, Stace? And I'm like, oh. well, I don't know about that one. But that's pretty good. I mean, it's true. I, I see everything he does first. Um, But honestly, if you guys know anybody, anybody, I don't care who it is, just a little oh. thing. Then, you know, if you know anybody who needs video, Bareface is the one to get it from. Because he is so detail-oriented. Uh, he loves what he does, how he does it. I have no clue because I would, I would like be pulling out all my beautiful hair trying mm-hmm. to do it. I just it drives me nuts. He, Sue, so, I just don't get it. He can edit stuff and like he like he edits it, and I'm like, mm. it would drive me nuts. He listens to this stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. And actually, he did Dr. Jennifer Fee's speaker reel, which was so good. He took it's her. Not-
1: he took Those her not available for.
0: I know, but he took her TED Talk, which was what? 23 minutes or something?
1: About just around 20.
0: 20 minutes and you what killed it down to 3?
1: Three? 3, yeah. Killed it's...
0: it. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean that's killed it. It's a good thing. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but he did a he did a really really good job, so. Chapel Hill Media, your story exceptionally told by Bareface. Yeah, it is. I'm telling you, bareface, you should go with the, the bare face, like, theme.
1: All right.
0: Yeah. Okay. And now, welcome back to Bible News Radio for part two of our longest episode in the world <laughs> yeah. that we are just starting right now. Okay. Go on.
1: All right. So, the reason why, you know, it, it's favorable with God when you do what's right and you suffer for it, you, when you do what's right and you suffer for it. And you patiently endure it, why is that why is that approved by God because he's some sort of masochist? No, for you have been called to this purpose it's a purpose, it's not just yes, it's a purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps, who committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. Uh, quoting there from um from uh isaiah fifty three I believe and wait a second here
0: I'm retweeting our show out right now you people are. great oh well, yeah, I mean Twitter only lets people like five people see even though I have like what twelve thousand followers or something
2: okay, let's-
1: <laughs>
0: See if... I don't know what it is, but Twitter's like so generous they let like thirty people see my tweet. Uh, let's see here.
1: See if this will No,
0: I have yeah, <laughs> I have eleven thousand followers and on average Twitter likes to like like lets thirty people see it. Mm. Yeah. Wait, I'll tell what? you I'll tell you the real number. I'm gonna look at it right now. Tweet activity, impressions eighty three, okay, eighty three people got to got to see it. Out of eleven thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's like horrible. But anyway, go on.
1: Ouch. All right. So um where's my all right. So yeah, quoting from Isaiah fifty three, says, you know, who committed no sin nor was any deceit found in his mouth, which of course that was prophetic. Uh so right. it was coming and peter continues to quote from isaiah 53 here or alludes to if it's not a direct quotation the direct quotation here is in caps the nasb but um anyway okay who committed no sin nor was any deceit found in his mouth that was true he certainly never suffered for doing wrong because he committed no sin no deceit was found in his mouth; never said anything untrue, uh, misleading, or otherwise. And while being reviled, he did not revile in return. While suffering,
0: that's one. That's one reason alone, just to love the Lord, right there. Okay. He because... uttered.
1: He uttered no threats. Nope. But kept entrusting himself to Him who judges righteously. And he himself. For our sins in his body on the cross. That we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed.
0: Pastor Tommy talks a lot about that.
1: For you were continually straying like sheep. But now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. So we were talking about it earlier. The two criminals crucified on either side of him. He, you know... When being reviled, if you are the Son of God, come off the cross and, you know, save yourself, did not revile in return, while suffering, uh yeah, spikes through your hands and out your wrists and then your feet and lashes and all that. While suffering, he uttered no threats, but kept entrusting himself to him who judges righteously. So, and what was the response of one of the criminals? Both, we read in the Gospels, both were giving him a hard time. And then when he saw that, it, he said, Father, forgive them for they know that what they do, hardly a threat, hardly a reviling, and he saw that, you know, he didn't revile in turn, didn't utter threats, what was the response of the one criminal? You know, he has a change of heart. It's like, wow, you know, this must be the Son of God, and and you know, we're suffering you know, rightly for what we've done, justly for what we've done. But he's, you know, this man's innocent, and so look at the impact it had. There, it resulted in someone's salvation. Uh, you know, a repentance uh, metanoio, uh, no, oh, uh, that, um, and he had a mind, change of mind about his sin. So when we do what's right and suffer patiently, we patiently endure it, uh, this finds favor with God because it's, it's, it's following that example that Christ, the Messiah, you know, gave us. Uh, demonstrated for us, and so what a, and and you know, for them these Messianic Jews, I mean, who the epistles directed to, um, you know, he's and that's what this ex- is all about. Most of this chapter, when he talks about their conduct, from from uh, from honoring authority and loving the brethren and servants, you know, and etc. It's it's their conduct among people watching he talks about your conduct among the gentiles and so what what a profound witness that can have uh, <clears throat> to
0: yeah bare face. there's five more
1: there's
0: five more taxi beat charges on our account
1: isn't that special
0: Got to figure that out. Yeah. Our bank has been hacked. <laughs> we have had like 40 different charges from this one company on our bank account in the last month and a half. Taking our money. Anyway. Yeah. We're going to have to call the bank.
1: Yeah, we are.
0: I don't know why it's just showing up now, but anyway.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay. I just
0: thought, I just looked and I was like, oh, great. Okay.
1: Anyway. Anyway. <sighs> So, well, if we suffer for what's for doing right, <laughs> we should patiently endure it. yeah, favor with God, but it's not it's not suffering for doing what's right um anyway, so that that brings us through chapter two. It didn't take another fifty minutes. it took another ten.
0: so, the question is, will Randall still do some Bible studies after the change, yep.
1: Of course we're going to. I mean, yeah. that's separately. I don't know. I might do some midweek well, stuff.
0: What we're doing is, you know, what we're doing is we're, we're going to probably do a longer show. That's probably yeah. what we're going to do. It will probably be maybe 90 minutes. It may be two hours. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it, how it is. You know, we're going to play it by ear, definitely, for sure. And we'll definitely be, you know, on. That's good. That's why it's gonna be hard, you know. Man, with all my heart, I wish I could do this every single day and get paid for it. You know, I really do. I really, really, really do. It be, it would be awesome. You know, if I didn't sell Legal Shield or have to do all this other stuff I do, I'd love it. Be, it would be, be awesome to be able to have enough money to support what we do. But it just doesn't seem to be the case at the moment. So, um. But here's the thing, you guys, and this is this is the deal. This show really every day is a Bible study. It's just not going through the Bible that way. I mean, we use the Bible every day on our show. That's kind of the point of the show is to help people look at what's going on through the lens of Scripture with a biblical worldview so that you understand we don't have anything to worry about. I mean, we, we really, really don't, um, you know. Um, But doing an inductive Bible study, not inductive, but um, expository teaching, which is kind of what this is, um, you know, that's, that's actually something that we really like to do. And, you know, we're going to continue to do it, but it might be just not the way that we think. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. But we are thinking of, um, you know, thought of that and, you know, uh, Randall's got a book that he's updating. I have a book that I was hoping to have out this month, but I just haven't had time to finish it with, with everything with my dad and trying to do everything, you know? So as God leads, yes, he does. So, and God's really been laying somebody on my heart to call and I'm like, eh, I don't know why I call that person up, but, uh, <laughs> But I may as well. I'm gonna call him. up, I don't know when. Maybe tomorrow I'll call him up. He's a millionaire. The guy that he keeps laying yeah. on my heart to call, and I'm like, okay. Oh. Well, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, never put off till tomorrow what you can put <laughs> off until the next day. So.
0: Yeah. Procrastination. Well, see, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, between our bank account getting continue to get hacked, even though we've replaced the cards twice now. Yeah. <laughs> I. Just, I just logged in to see if we had any money in our checking account. (laughs) We have less, but not because it's something we did, but what rules you out? I don't know. You are always part of our family, Sean. Yeah, you are. All of you are. Right here. I mean that from the heart of my bottom. I really do. Yeah, I said that on purpose. Oh, a millionaire? Yeah. Well, I actually read a Ah, I'll, I'll read it. okay, All right, I'll throw this out since we're done with our Bible study. I'll throw this question out to you. Bearface. Well, I already know what Bareface would say because he he would say the same thing I said, but let's find out what you all would say. Okay, so let's say, okay, so there is this guy, there' was this father who and this is not a joke. I know you think I'm gonna be telling you a joke, but it's not a joke just so you know okay, so there's this father who has two sons and the two sons. Uh, He's on his deathbed basically and the dad says to both the kids, I have something for both of you. Well, but it's your choice. So that's what this is called. It's called the choice. The choice is, you know, I can give you a million dollars right now or I could give you a penny, but there are some circumstances surrounding both these things. You have to hold the million dollars. Here's the thing. If you take the million dollars, you have to hold it for a month. And then at the end of the month, my butler will go ahead and he'll, will take care of the situation however it is that you want to deal with a million bucks. True story. Well, it's not a true story, but it's a parable. But anyway, or you could take one penny and every single day throughout the month, we'll double that, that money every day. So like the first day you'll get one penny, the second day you'll get two pennies, third day you'll get four pennies, the fifth day you'll get eight pennies, and so on. And the dad says choose two children. Okay, well, so here's the deal. You can choose a million dollars or you can choose a penny. But here's the thing. I have left you a book to read and I want you to read it tonight. And I want you to tell me then after you read the book what your decision is. So the first guy goes home, doesn't do anything. He's like, whatever. Second guy goes home, and he's thinking hard in bed about what to do, and he realizes his dad gives him this book to read, and he starts reading this book. And he reads this this story in this book about this specific little water plant, that that um, seems very insignificant, but. As each day goes, the water plant gets a little bit bigger. You know, it, it in fact, I forgot the name of the plant, but like it, 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 literally produces like 5,000 seeds. And so over time, that water plant will cover a whole lake, right? It will be covering the whole lake. The second thing this guy, the second kid reads, um, is a story about a frog, Two frogs, actually. Two frogs that end up in a bucket of butter. And one frog basically is like, we're doomed. There's nothing we can do here. We're dead. Why do us frogs always get in such messes? You know, it's like, you know, leaping into the frying pan.
1: (laughs) Bucket of butter or bucket of cream?
0: No, it's a bucket of something. I forgot what it was, but anyway, the first frog gives up and he can't. No, cream. I think you're right.
1: Yeah, that would yeah. make more sense. The
0: second frog, he decides, you know what? I'm going to keep swimming as long as possible, and eventually turns into to cream, where he can eventually butter. Butter.
1: Do yeah, what cream? Okay. You-
0: Margarine. <laughs> Marketing. Anyway, the second frog... I'm guessing
1: you've never made butter in your no, entire well, life.
0: Well, the point is, is I'm trying to do this from memory, and I'm, I'm... I am 50. Anyway, the point is, is the second frog, he makes some butter, and he's able to get out of the can that he's in. Okay? He, he sets himself free. Anyway, long story short, the next day comes, comes by, and the dad asks both of his kids for the, their decisions. And, of course, the first son, who never read the book, decides he's gone all in for the million bucks right ahead. Million bucks, lump sum. And he gets all his plans out. He's mapping stuff out and everything. And he figures out that, that you know, this is what he's going to do. The second kid, as some of you may have guessed, went for the penny. And, and over the 30 days, you know, what happens with the first guy is that all his money is invested and blah, blah. Next thing you know, at the end of the month, the the, the money market crashes and he pretty much loses everything and he ends up being $250,000 in debt because after taxes, paying the employees, etc. that's all he's got. You know, he, he ended up losing lots of money. Whereas the first guy, his penny doubled every day over time. He ends up with a lot of money over time and I think it ended up over like 10 million bucks.
1: Uh, thirty days would give you five million three hundred sixty-eight thousand seven hundred nine dollars and twelve cents. Okay.
0: Well, the the book said so.
1: Thirty-one happening. days would would be would be ten million. Yeah. So it was like ten
0: million. So so yeah, he ends up with ten million bucks. And the point is, the point of the story was about compound interest, but that's not really what the point of the story is. The really the point of the story was that the father was trying to impart wisdom to his children and see this is why i sell legal shield <laughs> Bring it back to this when i first signed up for legal shield i was like yeah this is kind of a good thing i mean i'm not gonna make a ton of money up front i already know that i already know that i'm not making a lot of money i might be lucky let's like, see on the high end i made seven hundred dollars one month on the low end i made i made i don't know 60 okay been doing it for a year i don't make a ton of money but what I do know is that over time, as I build my my business, you know, over time, that stuff actually compounds, and the residual income that come in as a result of building this business is going to add up over time. And that's, that's, you know, I mean, millionaires are made over time. Anyway, there's another story I read, and it was the author's mom who, who basically, he talked about how she was... Her whole life raising uh, him and his his siblings on basically a a working woman's, you know, single mom's wage. But because she was putting money aside, which he didn't know about, you know, he actually bragged to his mom one day about him being the millionaire next door. And the mom said, well, that makes two of us. And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, I have a couple million bucks saved up. You would never know it. And uh, anyway... So that's kind of the point. The point is you just you just don't know why you do what you do. But here's the thing, if you do little consistent things consistently that, that benefit you, you know, like reading the Bible every day, you might think that that doesn't benefit your life right off the bat, but over time you read the Bible every day, it impacts you. Over time you read and pray every day, minister to somebody every day, you know, it impacts you. Yeah, you know, there's this there's this woman named Mary. At my dad's assisted living. She has no teeth. She's so funny. Cause she'll point it out. I have no teeth, but you know what? She's the funniest person in that whole place. Cause she's like, I don't have any teeth and I want to win bingo. (laughs) She asked me the other day, she's like, do you like to read? I'm like, yeah, I read all the time. She's like, do you have any extra magazines? Would you please bring me some extra magazines or DVDs or CDs? I love CDs. I love DVDs. I love magazines. I said, well, you know, I just actually subscribed to this magazine called Bird and Blooms. She goes, Bird and Blooms? I love that magazine. I go, you do? She's like, yeah. I go, wow. Well, I'd never heard of it. She goes, well, I love it. And I go, you do? I go, well, I'll tell you what. I'll bring you my copy once I'm done with it, after I get it, which won't be here for a while. What's the point of that? I just thought I'd share that. Anyway, I forgot what I was sharing all that for. (laughs) Anyway, all that to say, hey, you know, if you have a will, there's a way. And, uh, yeah. And so, yeah. Do you guys have any questions besides what it was I was trying to remember and telling you a point about? I love telling stories. Look at that. They said it was a great story. Bob said that was a great story. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I actually read it in a book. Could you believe that? All right. Well, it's almost five thirty, which means we've been on here ninety minutes almost. It's hard to pull away from you people. Yeah it is. But all good things have to end sometime. So, do you have any questions before we leave? Wait. Ah, Sean's ready to get rid of us. Okay. I do have a prayer request, and it is a a serious prayer request. Um, My prayer request, for those of you who are watching still, is my dad's wallet is all of a sudden missing. I don't know where it is, but I know that he had it last. Let's put it that way. So if you'd pray for that, that I can find it or something, that would be uh, that would be good. Um, I have all of his stuff covered under ident- or under my program with ID Shield, so I'm not worried about that part. But it does irritate me that uh, clearly somebody in assisted living either lifted my dad's wallet or somehow it showed up missing somehow. I'm not sure why.
1: Or he just doesn't remember. Well, what do you do with it?
0: My dad knows where he usually puts his wallet. So. Yeah. I looked all over his room last night. I couldn't find it. They, I mean, his, his, um, his, a cross that he used to wear all the time was also stolen at one point, too. So. Um, yeah. You don't know and it was stolen. I'm pretty sure it was because I have not been able to find it. And my dad doesn't misplace his necklace. I mean, he he, he he puts it on every day. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm just looking at my dad's account to make sure no, nothing's stolen in there. Fortunately, it's good. Okay. All right. So that is my prayer request. And um, that's it for now. All right, people. All right, people. Thank you for watching. Really appreciate it. Remember, be bold, stand up, and go with God. And no, it's not in his dirty laundry, because I have that. Because he loves you. Okay, bye.